Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 127. We are your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brett Yanoski. I'm Austin Morales. I'm Devin Deree. And this week on The Inner Gamer, it's all about E3. Brett, Austin, and Luis went to L.A., got to see E3 the city of firsthand. Angels. This, it oh. is not the City of Angels. <laughs> I didn't see a single one. I didn't see a single one. I'm sure you saw Angel Dust. But the point being, uh, it was all about E3. And as we had in our previous podcast, where we talked about our expectations and our predictions and our thoughts about the upcoming E3, this is all about what happened. So we're going to be seeing all the stuff from Sony, Microsoft, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Nintendo, all of it. We're going to see games, hardware, all of that fun stuff. So it's a ton of content like there's it's it, like two hours it's like all two hours of stuff to watch and listen <laughs> so uh please tune in and enjoy and with that brett cue that music or intro video because it's a video right now or it's a podcast or is it a vidodcast it's everything <laughs> just cue the music, cue the music. <laughs> welcome to the Everybody, it is June 20th, 2017. I'm sorry you missed us last week. I'm sure you're very sad, but we are back. We are back from E3, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. A shit ton of stuff to talk about. I showed up to record, and no one was here. <laughs> Nobody was I, here. I was, I was so lost. No, it was fine. I yeah. didn't show up. That would be dumb. It was all good. I knew you guys were gone. It was all good. In case you guys don't know, you're listening to the Intergamer Podcast. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting our show on Patreon. Head please. over to Intergamer.net and click Donate to Contribute. Please. Now, let's talk about E3. We went you guys to went E3. to E3. You went to L.A. L.A. We went to L.A., man. How was L.A.? L.A. was dirty. I will say, I would think that I would hate L.A. I don't like L.A. There's traffic. So There's dirt. There's <laughs> lots of traffic. I'd imagine lots of traffic. Meth. There was a lot of people on drugs, I could tell, because okay. they were like, what are you doing? Nah, nah, nah. People yeah, were getting was, upset easily, easily. But you know how you walk around here, like downtown Fort Worth or yeah. downtown Dallas, and it smells nice, right? Yeah. It was so every pleasant. Other, every other block, it smells like yeah. piss or shit. Oh. Every other block. I, I, gar- I saw a rat on the street <laughs> scurry across just, the road. Just chilling. Yeah. It was crazy. It's an old. At city. least Texas rats have the modesty to yeah. hide their to hide themselves. <laughs> it really was fascinating. They're like coming back here, and I went to Dallas on Friday night and uh, downtown Dallas, and just the difference in like the city. It just felt so like L.A. is like kind of older. It's a lot older actually, um, and I mean Dallas is old too, but Dallas looks new and like clean it's because you have a lot of that old money being shoved into I it i think i think That's so true. well but we are superiorly smaller than la yeah and that is true That's and true. and the population is not that big so it's more manageable i feel like yeah it is so. and it's i mean it's just been it's just there's just a lot going on but anyway yeah point is i won't E3. go there anyways <laughs> e3 it it happened it came and went if you guys were listening to our previous podcast you heard our predictions going forward and i am very excited that most of our predictions were right like we got 
probably over 60 to 70 percent of them correct did pretty good and did after pretty good i went back and listened to like all the other podcasts and like they were all wrong. Like everybody except for did we did we predict that Bloodborne was gonna come? Bloodborne two? Yeah, did yeah we, we say, did. Okay. So like everybody did that. And we never heard of I didn't a get peep shit from, from software. I didn't get Not shit. I mean, I, was, I, it, I got made up for it in other avenues, but the fact that I didn't get one single thing from From Software was infuriating. I was surprised. I feel like there was gonna be I I I, I thought this was what needed to happen, but yeah. apparently not. I, I bet you we're gonna. I mean, the good thing is we still have Gamescom coming up this year. Got a we lot of still games. have a uh, PlayStation experience, so there's still room for PlayStation to like drop the bombshells and be like, "Yo, from software, Bloodborne Two, it's here. Check it out." Or Armored Core remastered, but not. Or just a new Armored Core. I hope it's a new Armored Core. Anyway. That'd be great. But uh, so yeah, we went to E3. Devin was here back at the houses of yep. stuff and watched from afar, which I'm curious to compare our experiences from it. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to provide you with comparisons yes. when we get to it. Yeah, so this is the first year that E3 was open to the public. There was an additional 15,000 people that showed up God. that were public attendees. Ugh. In total, there was just shy of 70,000 people in attendance at E3 this year. I don't like crowds. And it showed... <laughs> Yeah, it was you, so. You know, Cartman in South Park. I hate lines. Yeah, that's it's a real, it's yeah. a real pet peeve of mine. Ski guys, I'm going, going home. home. That's what I, that man. I mean, within the first five minutes of walking in, I was in awe and ready to leave. <laughs> He's like, wow, this is amazing. I'm not going in. There. <laughs> well, yeah, like the first day we we showed up and there was like this. We showed up like an hour and a half early, I think, or an hour early. I don't know. Yeah. We, were, we were early to the opening. And the line was like crazy long. I mean, it was just like there was so many people in line, and it wasn't just public people. It was people that are um, yeah, industry devs. as well. Yeah. So like everybody had to stay in the same damn line. Yeah. Unless you were like super fancy and special and could like get in there. So Hideo Kojima himself. Yeah. He got to he got to bypass the line. I passed him. Shut walking up. down the Fuck street. Off. It was Fuck so off. Cool. Shut up. Me and Continue. Louise were like, oh, yeah, there's there's Hideo Kojima right there. He's right there. He's my he's my bro. <laughs> he probably had a security tackle you if you got anywhere right, close. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was there was it was a huge amount of crowds. I mean, my personal experience walking away from this is I think E3 should not be open to the public anymore. Absolutely. After having experienced <laughs> yes. it, I feel like it would be very smart for them to ditch that idea because the people that went well, they there, need it because everyone else keeps doing their own conferences somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of cons to go to where you can play games. I mean, granted, this is the biggest industry level game out there or con out there, but having all those public people there and also them not having been there. I can't imagine how it was being an industry professional and trying to like have business meetings when you have like a bunch of fans walking by. They're just like, I want to go play Call of Duty, which I did do that. But um, well, they're not all yelling it. <laughs> I know. But you know it's just what like, I mean? People were like kind of like wandering aimlessly. And yeah, yeah. Not, there were there was some of those. You know how like when you play video games and you have those kind of people that just rage on the Internet when you're playing a game and yell at you for playing badly. Well, like you had the good people and then you had those people here and there was a, a weird mix of people that showed up to this con. So people that are just like, I mean, we, we talk about where the podcast for the casual gamer, but there's different types of casual gamers out there. You know, there's 
the casual gamer that their game is Call of Duty and they get really angry on Call of Duty and just yell at people. And there's the casual gamers that are really nice and good people. And that's, I feel like, the people that listen to us is that they're, they're good, nice people. And there were some people there. There was there was a guy there that was just like hating on the French people. And what? Why? I it be, well because they were talking about it, like the Call of Duty World War Two has French yeah people in there obviously. And this guy yes. was like cracking jokes to the French, and I was just standing there like really awkwardly because there was a really cool guy that I was talking to online the entire time I was there, and he was French, and I was just like, holy shit! Like I feel so bad right now that these guys are like saying all this bad shit about French people and this guy's super cool. And he's just, you know, it was, it was just bad. So like there is some bad age. There is welcome to the public. Yeah. There is vitriol and putrid human behavior out there that, you know, you're just gonna have to deal with, especially in the game community. Right. Right. But, uh, so yeah, open to the public. It was crazy. We played a lot of games, not as many as we liked to, because the lines were exceedingly stupid. long. Can we talk about that? Stupid lines? Let's talk about that. Um, Real quick, though, I want to mention that if you guys want to hear a Louise's recap, who is not on the podcast, if you go to the innergamer.net slash read, he has a three-part series that he wrote about the lead-up to E3, the press conferences at E3, and then his expectations on the showroom floor. So you can hear his impressions, which we are on the same wavelength in terms of the line con that we experienced. But yes, Austin, let me hear your thoughts on that. All right, so I stand, I stood in line for two hours. For which game? For Far Cry 5. All right. And it was not worth it. No, I, I played 10 minutes of a demo. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't even that great. Like, Far Cry, it's like Far Cry 5. It, it's just like Far Cry, right? Cool new setting, I think. Um, graphics weren't that great. Gameplay was mediocre. I mean, it's just, it's just Far Cry 5. And you run around and, and you, you know, take out this little settlement post that you can take over. And I was like, oh. Okay. Well, now I'm going to go wait in another line for another two hours. And some lines, like Brett had waited, waited in a five-hour line. Five hours. To play Call I of Duty. not. But for me, it was kind of worth it because... So what was interesting about this con, this this event is that you had... Um, every experience was different. And the lines were super long everywhere you went, but right. you really didn't really know what to, you were going to get into. Cause there were some games that you would stand in line for hours for and play, like Austin said, 10, six, six, 10 minutes of a game. I waited in line for South Park for two hours and got to play 20 minutes of South Park fractured, but whole. And that was worth it to me. Cause while I was standing there, they had a video screen in the background where you could watch all the other games that was, exclusive gameplay that hadn't been released to the public yet. Mm. So you could see games being played while you were staying there. Say, so even, so nice. even while waiting, you're still getting to at least observe yeah. and see some stuff. Yeah. Now it wasn't that way with call of duty, but when I got done with call of duty, they made it a whole experiential thing where I thought I was just going to get up to the front door, walk through a door. And then here I am on the stage to play the game. They had a three room experience going through the processes of what you were about to go through. So I walk into this room and there's a guy dressed in a world war two uniform, an actor that was hired who pumps you up about playing call of duty. And he's like, soldiers, you are here. You've been chosen to fight in this war and you need to, you know, live up. I, I can't, do his speech that he <laughs> you, had. you don't, you don't do motivational but speeches. No, don't try. But okay. he was don't so try. good at like, pumping us up and in that room they had like tv screens that showed the history of 
the game and the war and what was coming, um, like what happened during the course of that war and yeah. setting the scene for the game. And then the next room you go into, they have like legit cages with ammo bags and real World War II weapons and medic bags and all this stuff. And then three screens that showcased people from different areas, like the, the Canadian Army, the, uh, the French Army, the American Army, explaining to you the different types of characters you could play. So you could be a paratrooper, you could be an infantry soldier, you could be a sniper. They showcase what those were all about and what you got to play with and stuff like that. And then the final room walked through the tactics of the map you were about to play. And there was another actor in there that was like acting out this experience. So that was a whole hour after the five hours I went in line. <laughs> and then I go on stage and play a good 30, 35 minutes of Call of Duty. That's really cool. Multiplayer. It was three matches I got to play. And it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I'm excited. Well, I'm glad for you, Brett. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Like, I, I, Having stood in line for, you know, at a couple of different cons to play some games, it's nice to see one of the companies do more than just as you wait in line, finally go, okay, pick your spot and touch this sweaty controller. Yeah. Like at least this time. They, it's they, dripping. It's, it's dripping with nerd sweat. <clears throat> no, but this time, the fact that there's an, a whole immersive experience for Call of Duty that that sounds like they took some very careful steps to make this something that was going to be memorable for its audience. And that's really cool. Yeah. And that's something that you don't see at any other right. event I, ever. I, like we've only been to a couple of cons ourselves. And even then, like to form what we've seen so far, no one's done something like no, this. No, the money I saw spent at this place, like take two interactive was there. The ones that are doing grand theft auto, they're publishing grand theft auto and stuff like that. And red dead redemption too. Right. They were there. And me and Austin walked by this booth a billion times. And we're like, what is this? And it said T2 on it. And uh, it yeah, was yeah. like this super fancy like bar that they put inside the expo hall. And it had like a reception it was desk nice. with like, like grass, like fake grass on the back wall. And these people all dressed up in suits and stuff. And then you could go fake back trees. in there. <laughs> and they had like a little courtyard that they built inside. And had like chairs and seating areas. And I asked the lady, like, what is this for? And she's like, oh, it's for Take-Two Interactive. It's it's for business meetings. I mean, this thing was like a half a million dollar setup. Freaking probably. awesome. It was crazy. Well, I thought the cool... Th okay, so I, I walked by a little bit more than Brett did. But it was not cool to see like pe normal people just sitting there looking inside. Because there's this one room where everyone could sit down and play pool and stuff. But it had a window to the outside. So people were just looking in there watching these. Like... <laughs> millionaires just chill and i was like what 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 is this this must be the most awkwardest thing ever like you come here to relax but here are like you know sweating fans who've been in line for five hours have to rush the bathroom just like oh god look at that it's so cool and i do want to talk about the booth for a little bit because that was that was wasn't the only one like every booth was just i've never seen booths like this before in my life like nintendo recreated like actually brought in legit city facades of buildings to represent super mario odyssey and it was this huge long and like if you guys go on our facebook page there's pictures from every day of the con that we were there so you can go through and check out all the actual images of the event um really cool stuff and i was just like i mean sony had a really awesome setup it sucked with them because well it didn't suck with them but they had a uh app that you would use to sign oh, up online. Oh, thank you. I was just I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, so they had an app that most of the places you had to like stand in line, right? 
So he had Brett had no service. I yeah. had limited service. Somehow we're able to download this app. And then on top of it all, you had to rush at a certain time to open the app and click on uh, RSVP essentially for time slot. Did they not realize that this is being done in a convention hall where there is never service? Well, it was, they did ever? it 30 minutes before the convention would start. So technically everyone's already there. But Yeah, so you're already in the freaking hall by then, dude. <laughs> we, we were away from the convention, and me and Brett got... I, I was able to get a Call of Duty reservation. Right, so I, that was cool. Brett was like, "I don't have any service." I was like, "Well, get, go to the apartment because we, we were downstairs from our apartment getting food." And he just ran upstairs, and the app crashed. Let's just say people couldn't Straight load, up. and they were like, "Come back to this app at one p.m. in order to reserve your spot." It's oh like, God. what the fuck? Uh, needless to say, my reservation did not take, and I was unable to play any of the Sony, any of the Sony uh, games. Yeah. So I was like, "This is bullshit." But it was not. It was good in the sense that if you didn't want to, I mean, I wanted to play the games, but they had it because of that system. When you get went to the Sony section, yeah. it wasn't crowded hardly at all. Like there was people there, but it wasn't as busy as the Microsoft was. Like balls deep, full of people. It was so hard to get through the Microsoft booth area. But at Sony, like you could stand there, like literally three feet behind the screen, and watch Detroit Become Human being played, and watch Battlefront being played, and right. watch. Um, they even had well, they had Spider Man behind closed doors that we didn't get it. Or uh, Louise got to watch a video demo of or somebody playing it. Um, but yeah, so it was it was pretty wild, cool and crazy. So um, lines, lines, <laughs> lines, lines, lines everywhere, lines everywhere. But how I much mean, of that do you think? I mean, we don't really have a basis for comparison, but how much of the this being open to the public contributed to those lines? Do you think? Oh, it was all of it. Because all the press had got to go behind closed doors and got to play like just it's in, almost instantly. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. I don't, I don't know if it was one hundred percent the cause of it because there's only an extra. I mean, if you look at the overall, like there were seventy thousand people there, right. fifteen thousand were the public. That's a small percent. I mean, that's a huge, a good sized percentage, but that's a smaller percentage than a smaller the percentage. Massive. But that's still a large. I mean, you still have fifty five thousand people there that aren't the public. So that's still a boatload of people. But the difference is I think that not only did they open it up to the public, but I think there was more industry people that weren't necessarily industry, but got their work for a big company. That just I'm the mail delivery guy at Ubisoft. There. Yeah. So like, I want to go and get in line. Like I feel like if you work at a big <laughs> company like you know Riot Games or if you work at uh, Blizzard or whoever – even being like just a single coder or a single animator, which I mean, obviously that's a big deal. I'm not like dismissing those guys at all, but there's a lot of people that work for those companies and I'm sure every single one of those can get a pass maybe to E3 if they wanted to. Um, I'm not sure how that all works, but that's, that was kind of my assumption with the amount of people that did show up. Um, so speaking of VIPs and stuff, there were people who would just, you know, they had so if you're a normal goer, you know, civilian, you had this bright neon yellow badge that your thing would your your you name stood would out say. Like say you, you stood out. Yeah, you, you weren't able to like sneak in, going, "Excuse me, I'm with that group over there." Right, get to the back of the line, you yellow badged bitch. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. So, <laughs> so the VIPs had normal, just see through, you know, clear little badge holder thing. So they would come up to the front. And they would form their own line right at the front. 
So like, not only did you have to wait two hours to get to the front, you had to wait like an extra 15 to 30 minutes. You had to wait for the expedited line to go through. Then your line got to go through. I was just like, this is, I hate lines. (laughs) That's just, moral of the story is, this is ridiculous. We need press passes. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it everyone was subscribe so that we can get press passes next year. Yes, please. Everybody <laughs> just go to, go to all of our just social media, head to all the social medias and like share and subscribe. So I don't have to wait in line like a chump. So, uh, that'd be awesome. Let's talk for a brief moment here about some of the games we played. So I talked about call of duty. Yeah. I'm excited about call of duty. It's, I feel like it's going, it's finally going back to what made me excited about in the first place. Right. They got rid of the wall running. They got rid of all the crate. I mean, they still have the kill streaks, mm-hmm. but they aren't as frustratingly Correct. dumb as they used yeah. to be. Um, I, you don't um, have UAVs running around yeah, everywhere. It's I, World War II. It's World War II. I, I will admit this one was a very pleasant surprise for me. I, I know I talked a lot of smack about, oh, God, here we go. Going back to your roots, or you're just going back to World War II. Come on. No, like this was a legitimate surprise. The game looked great. It uh the different gameplay styles of multiplayer matches sound a, a lot of fun. Not just your standard, you know, capture the point or team deathmatch. There was legitimate real cool mission style multiplayer matches yeah. that are in call of duty now. And I got to admit, but the way it looked and the trenches and uh, the weapons and the styles and the classes you can be, I'm very much on board with this call of duty. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I am. I'm still skeptical though. Yeah. I, I mean, need, I need to play it. I mean, I, I know you got to play. Yeah. It, like I said, I, pl- I played half an hour and I, I was, that's yeah, you me. played what? The, three matches. You said three matches. Yeah. And the last good Call of Duty I played for me was multiplayer. For me was Modern Warfare One. I didn't even two. care for Modern Warfare Two multiplayer that much, but Modern Warfare One both was right. really good for me. Yeah, yeah. Modern yeah. Warfare Two was my last like so, real romp through the Call of Duty series. Yeah. And there's been a lot of Call of Duty since then. Absolutely. So to say that this one actually feels better, like I, I'm going to buy this when it comes out. Like I've decided already, I'm going to get it. Um, it feels feels better. Um, they still have a lot of the stuff that makes it modernized. I mean, I think they're going to have like a creative class system. They didn't have that for the gameplay experience there. They basically had preset classes that were like, there was two versions of the paratrooper, two versions of the, uh, heavy gunner. There was two versions of the, uh, sniper. Mm -hmm. So they already had preset classes, but I think they're going to add in the ability to where you can kind of customize those a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the new game mode war, which is one of the modes that they have, is like an objective based game mode. And it was super intense. That's the one that sounds really yeah. like nice and refreshing yeah. from a Call of Duty standpoint. There were definitely some balance issues with it because it seemed like the defenders had an advantage um, because both times the defenders. Dude, it's like won. Overwatch. Yeah. It's, it's How like many Overwatch. failed assaults have you been a part yeah. of in Overwatch? But, Countless. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you, have, if you have a good team in there. <laughs> All of them. It could be cool. It could be really cool. Right. Um, And so I'm sure they'll have more video about that soon. And they didn't show anything about the headquarters or anything like that. But um, it looks like you can customize your character skins in this game um, because you could choose from different preset characters. So I think you'll be able to, like, change the look of your person when you're on the field, potentially. Um, Okay. And it looks really nice. I mean, the the graphics are good. I mean, it's someone out there is like soul just on that. Yeah. It's Um, mine. So I played Call of Duty. I played South Park's Fractured Butthole. Awesome. 
so good, so funny, stupid funny. Watching great. watching from home the specialty video that they had where they interviewed Trey Parker and Matt Stone, that was absolute gold for me. Not only did it showcase the game and all the features and cool stuff that it's going to show, but just getting insights into how it was made and how Trey Parker and Matt Stone and their studio teamed up with Ubisoft. Like, I know Ubisoft's been hit and miss here for a couple years now, but this looked like very encouraging and like a lot of fun. So I'm very, very happy to see what we've gotten so far. I, I, I didn't see this video. I need to see it. Dude, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It's not only was I, it, not only was it insightful and encouraging and showed off the game. It was also, of course, hilarious because Trey Parker and Matt Stone are absolute geniuses. They are. They are. They are. Like and them. it shows in this game a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This game is nothing like it used to be. That is completely hundred percent. A really badass game. Yeah, they've they've really like they did a good job from my perspective. I'm not a big turn based RPG guy, but like I can tell, like there was a challenge for me in this game to jump into it and actually play and succeed in the combat system. The combat system is way way more advanced than it used to be. Um, it actually is a legit. I mean, after having played a little XCOM, like it feels almost like the complexity of X- XCOM in a way. I mean, it's still simplified because really? there's less squares and stuff to I, deal with, but it's it's yeah. on another level for Let's a South see. Park game. I relate it more to D and D actually. Well, it's definitely. I mean, it, yeah, it's I mean, de- it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But in terms of just like the square combat and how you like you send off your attacks to right, right, you know, okay. across right. this grid based system. Huh, just um, like D and D, yeah, but it is like <laughs> it's just like D and D. Now I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. No, I I definitely relate it to D and D as well. So, um, but it's good. It's good. Cool. But Austin, what did you play? Uh, I played Far Cry 5, obviously. But, you know, I I don't know. I was excited for the game when they released their new trailer out there. Uh, more recent trailer. But now after playing it, it just doesn't it doesn't excite me. And unless this is just an old build that they brought to E3. Do you think it's just more of the same? Or what about it specifically did you not like? Yeah, it's just more of the same. Like, it doesn't seem like much has changed. And the graphics weren't that great, which I don't know what they were playing on. It could have been Xbox. Well, they, I was playing on Xbox controller, but it could easily have just been on PC, you know what I mean? Because you can... You, most of the most of the games I played, well, most of the games out there were, like, in this, like, stand with a box that you couldn't see what you were playing on, which was, I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought, well, unless you're over at the Xbox booth. Anyway, then I played Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, I love the setting again, but it still played the same as Assassin's Creed. Cool characters, I guess. I mean, I really, I really enjoy the Egypt setting, but I don't know how much that will actually do for the franchise. Initially, still it's, just very disinterested in that. Entire yeah, I was, I was about to say, like, what did you think of it? Just watching it. I mean, I used to be huge into Assassin's Creed, and then it just kept repeating itself. Like, honestly, like kind of like Austin said, yeah. it's cool. You've got a new setting, but. I, I'm sorry. You're all you're doing is transposing atmosphere onto an already very mediocre formula to me. That is it. Okay, cool. Let's see what Ezio will look like if he's in Egypt. Let's see what Ezio will look like if he's a Native American. Let's see what Ezio will look like if he's in fucking <laughs> space. It's I I just I'm sorry. It looks it's the same mediocre style game with the same mediocre style gameplay. This is one of those misses that Ubisoft has had in my camp for years. I tried playing the first Assassin's Creed. I was bored as sin. 
and I just I cannot get into that series. Try as I might, should play the second one. Mm-hmm. Just just give just give it that. Try it. See what you think. Because the first one was garbage. <laughs> it was a great entry into like the setting in the world. But as a from a gameplay perspective, it was terrible. Well, I f- I feel like Ubisoft does nothing but proof of concept yeah. games. That's all they do. It's like let's see if this kind of style of gameplay will work. And it's like the first one kind of proves that yeah, it can work, but make the game better. But that's all they want to do is they don't want to make like a fully solidified, one hundred percent made game. Somebody it's was just- telling me that uh, Rainbow Six Siege has like a terrible like they have a very devoted fan base yeah it's a very small fan base i have no doubt and i feel like that's a flaw with i bet you four honor is the same way have you played four honor recently no i, I bet not. you that that Once, has died off completely it well it's because of that stupid uh uh ban they had to start doing on a lot of players where one person would have two profiles and just have one of their other people run in a circle while they actually went out and fought and yeah. could rack up their numbers and shit and it, it made it unplayable right it made it unplayable because of the fucking community. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sucks. granted, that wasn't so much the Ubisoft's fault, but I mean, they sh- they finally started banning people for it, but it was too little too late. Yeah. After me and a- one of my other buddies tried so many times to get some good matches in, it just wouldn't happen at all. I wonder what's going to happen with Ubisoft because they're, I mean, we'll talk about this later when we get to the press conferences, but like... You know, every game that Ubisoft's bringing out now has some kind of multiplayer component to it, whether it be extensive server system with like For Honor and Steep and the Crew 2 that they just announced and all these other things. They have a lot of like server backing to it that relies on community um, input and interaction and gameplay in order for it to succeed. The division was that way. So if you can't get a devoted fan base onto your game, it's not going to go anywhere. And they're trying they're trying to do that with every single game that they bring out right now. Right. And I wonder if they're going if we're gonna see a big shift in their model here soon because they're not able to sustain the communities that they want to sustain. I mean, right. I'm sure they're still huge, but like I feel like every game that they put out is the exact same formula of like we're gonna try and get everybody into this yeah. balls deep as much as possible, but yeah. they have seven of them out there. Mm-hmm that are vying for the attention of everyone. And eventually like it, it gets, it's hard to manage that and yeah. keep it up. Right. When your waters are that murky and your, yeah. and your pool is that diluted, like it's just, it, yeah. it's, it's tough to give focus. So speaking of good stuff, what? Austin, Super Mario, tell me about yeah, that. Yeah. I was say, I haven't got to talk about that. Uh, it's all game. Like I played 10 minutes of that game and it was the Sand Kingdom, so I just went around. I was attacking, uh, you know, the the Goombas and stuff like that, and finally made it. I, I made it to Bowser's Castle. It was a match where apparently a lot of people had just been messing around with it, but this guy was like, "Look, only like two people have got to Bowser's Castle and was able to almost fight him." So I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, goal! <laughs> I have my objective. I rule it this shit. <laughs> New quest." So I, I like I booked it. And I got to Bowser's Castle. And I had to make it to the top, but I didn't make it in time. I was like, damn it. But it was bitching. Really I, good. It was really, really good. I have to admit, like, that's going to be a loads of fun. I think uh, whoever has a Switch, I'm assuming you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, the, the fun trailer that I saw, just the, the music video. The music was so good. I don't care. I don't care if anybody thought it was too cheesy or whatever. It was perfect to me <laughs> Luis was in love with it they oh, play they play at the booth all the time he's like dude i love that song i was yeah. like I, it's actually really catchy and it's, i'm not it was catchy it it 
it completely captured the mood of a fun Mario platforming classic game. And I am I I am so excited to get this. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's it's solid. It's just solid. I, yeah. I can't I can't wait for it to come out. So absolutely. Agreed. And I got my hat with it. The hat with the <laughs> eyes on it is so awesome. I was because when I originally got there, they were like, this is a four hour line. I was like, well, I know what I'm gonna do the rest of the day. So I, I just like I was like, all right, I just had my mindset, I'm gonna do this. So while I was in line, I actually got to play on my Switch and I played with a few people uh a Mario Kart through the wireless play, and that was awesome. Like it killed so much time. Sadly, we had connective issues. Don't walk and do wireless play at the same time. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. But I was just like, God dang, Nintendo, you came back from nothing. Here I am playing your new console in a line yeah. where it was the perfect setting. Yeah. Was, I, I whip yeah. it out every so often. I play some Zelda and I put it back and it's just like, well, I, I, I didn't realize how happy I've been with Nintendo until I realized like um, halfway through my second week of work when I started taking my Switch with me so I could have my break. And I get an hour for my at my new job. I get an hour for my break, and like I eat in like fifteen minutes because that's what I'm used to. So I've been sitting there for like thirty plus minutes, going, "Huh, wish I sure had something to do." So I started bringing my switch to work and be like, "What are you playing?" Nothing. You don't know me. You don't know me. Don't judge me. <laughs> as Pretty I sit sweet. there, and, as I sit there and try to speed run Metal Slug. Nice, awesome. Nice. Well, let's uh, we're going to wrap up this segment here, take a break and come back and we're going to go through each press conference and talk about the highlights of each one, talk about the games, what our expectations are with those games and what our thoughts were on the gameplay that was revealed. So stay tuned. We'll be back shortly and um, we'll talk about the press conferences. So break, break. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Welcome back, everybody. We are here for the second segment of our E3 podcast today. Actually, we've been here today, but we are going to talk about our press conferences from wow. E3. Nice save. Wow. So, wow. you guys, if you had listened to our last three podcasts, we talked about what we expected from the press conferences going into it. Now we're going to go through what actually happened mm. and break down each conference. And see how right and wrong name. we were. Yes. So the first thing that happened right off the gate on Saturday was Electronic Arts. And Electronic Arts this year was similar to previous years, but they had some surprises. So let's go through the list. First off, Star Wars Battlefield Battlefield Star Wars Battlefield. Star Wars <laughs> That's Battle basically Front, what it is now. Battlefront 2. Yes. We finally saw gameplay from it, multiplayer gameplay. How so uh, okay. Wait, do it one more time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a gift now. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I know that there was some hesitancy from from myself and some from uh, from some of my other friends all about us. all of us about Battlefront Two. Like, there, this we we all had our gripes from Battle uh, Battlefront One, and you know they really didn't bring a whole lot to the table. So there was a lot riding on what they were going to show us. So, but why were we hesitant? There was no, there was no campaign. Uh, the The multiplayer part, uh, portion was really shadow, uh, shallow. There was, um, and some of the matches that were obviously very one sided, where it was just if you won, it was an act of God. So there was a lot of issues with balance and substance. 
this has dispelled so much of that for me with this just one trailer. with this new showcase. Well, I say that. Well, yeah, I, I mean, they feel I, like I, ten minutes of gameplay. For they, that one I, I, level, I watched you know? not only the trailer, but I watched the gameplay portion, yeah. and I am just so on board now. Like they make the Battle of Thebes so much better than it was in the prequel movie itself as an as its own Star Wars movie. <laughs> I was like, shit, they should have had this in the movie. Yeah. What were those little like things that you can get on top of that make you walk faster? They were like little robot feet things or I forgot what they're called. But we yeah, we things. hardly saw those in the in the Yeah, that prequels. was that was super cool. And then the, the tank like there's tanks now, which I thought was great, and the space battles look better. I don't know if the space combat the flying mechanics are as improved as i like them to be they look like they're still a little arcadey but um possibly yeah but they st- i mean the space battles in general the fact that there are space battles has oh i'm really so fun. i'm so in really excited Put me in a tie fighter bro we're going at it yeah so like i was saying and i think you guys agree that we all want it to be more like battlefield and it really wasn't like that it was more arcadey in a way and now it really looks like Battlefield. We have the class systems coming out now. We, yeah, those you get guns class, the, sounds yes. amazing. The weapons, the weapons portion of it, with all the different unique things that we saw in the gameplay trailer, like no, no two guns are the same, or at least no two players can have like the same kind of loadout with with whatever kind of class that they're building. This is going. This is going to be big. And I am so excited. The hero, the heroes. Uh, oh, Darth my Maul. God. Darth Maul looks awesome. Darth Maul looks amazing. When he like How? runs up there and does like the the whole like slashing thing, it reminded me of those the new Destiny superpower moves that you can do. Where you like just go bonkers with your <laughs> swords and just start yeah. attacking people. Yes. yes. But this was lightsabers. And I, I don't know how any red. other hero is going to fight against him. Did you see Ray? Ray has some charge where she can't block anything. I'm like. She's gonna suck. <laughs> I don't know, man. She might be I good. I don't know. But she might be good. She might have true. some she could have true. some really strong force powers too. Oh, I'm sure she will. Her. And I I'll be honest, I am I am dying to play Kylo Ren now. Like that one, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. So, so I think we're yeah, all, okay. we probably all agree that Battlefront was the well, almost the highlight of Electronic Arts. But we'll get to yeah. the surprise announcement a little bit later. Yeah. But one thing I was really happy about with Electronic Arts this year is they they learned, they heard the really bad feedback about how bad that live stream was last year with all those celebrities. And this year it was all about the games during the press yes. conference. Yes. And you know I don't give a shit about P. Diddy playing Battlefield. Yeah. And you know they And he they was smoking had, a blunt on screen. I didn't yeah. even I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was hilarious. But it is LA, so that's legal. Yeah. And uh like I mean they showed FIFA and they showed like, you know, they had a a soccer player that was and it was Snoop Dogg, not Peter. Yeah, NBA they, had, they had their standard sports and stuff, stuff like that. So they had that. There's a very that's niche audience fan for that. service for those those things, Absolutely. and that's they make a lot of money off of that stuff. And those games don't look bad. Like Madden has a story now. It reminds me of Friday Night Lights, basically. But uh, let's talk about. <laughs> I'm okay with that. A surprise that was a new IP, a way out from the creators of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Man. It's a exclusively co-op. Prison Break game. Exclusively yes. co-op. You cannot play this single player. At all. What did you what did you guys think about this? I loved every second of it. Yeah. I there was at first a, a slight, I, I will admit, when I first saw the trailer, my eyes rolled a little bit just because I was like, oh, awesome. A, a prison setting. How many dark, gritty 
It reminded me of the beginning of Uncharted 4. A, a, a bit, yeah. 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 And then as it kept going and I got to see all the unique ways that you could play with your partner... The way they do that, that split screen. Yeah. Well, yeah, when like one person's like watching a cutscene while the other person's still moving. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna be so like disoriented. Yes. On the, <laughs> the split you're gonna be screen. you're gonna be pulling a Metal Gear Solid yeah. four and like not know where to look on Especially the screen. Especially because they're like I'll be like running it walking into a wall and I'm just <laughs> like Oh shit. Oh, okay, uh sorry. Yeah, I need <laughs> to like do something. And then uh the, the story, like the the story of this looks pretty damn good. So yeah. I'm I I mean I got to say, like, as you say, it was a huge surprise of something that came out. And I was while I did roll my eyes at first, by the end of that, I was going, huh? Yeah, I uh, I really want to play that. And Brothers is a really well done, not only for its co-op mechanics that they had included. I mean, they really did some different stuff where you could like if you were playing as a single person, you could control each character with the two thumbsticks. So mm-hmm. one character was a left thumbstick. The other one was a right thumbstick. So they know how to build a co-op experience even as a single player well, but they also were able to make a really good cooperative two-player game with brothers. And now they've had this, they've expanded it to a full 3d story experience game. And I I just can't wait to see, cause like the feels were real in brothers. Oh dude, I was about to say brothers made me like, if if you played brothers and you didn't even just get I don't even have a brother and I got like some choked up yeah. action going on like that was intense and I can only imagine what they're going to tell here even like the moment you see one of the characters meet up with his family and I'm like oh this is not going to end well <laughs> this is not going to go well for anyone so I'm surprised yeah. EA threw money at this because this is not their maybe mo. they're learning their lesson it's not their yet. mo but yeah, well, maybe they, they are they've learning done, their lesson. They've done like they did Unravel last year or two years ago. That's true. That's and true. That was that so, was an indie game. So yeah. they're like yeah, they're, they're leading. getting introduced into that stuff. But it's it's they, nice. They need yeah. it. They need. It's nice to like see that. them beginning to change. It's nice to see the industry change because yeah. a lot of things change this year. Yeah, as we'll get into uh, here in a little bit. But yeah. yeah, big one. EA completely different all around. Uh, we Do we want more. to talk about these other stuff? We got uh, Absolutely. Need for Speed Payback I want to talk about for a little bit because it is yeah. <laughs> it is Fast and the Furious. As it's I fast. Predicted, this looks very it's fast, basically and the fast and the Furious. It's basically Fast and the Furious like, without Vin Diesel and The Rock. <laughs> Do you guys I, see I, I the, want to see Vin Diesel and The I, Rock. I saw some cringe compilations, and uh, apparently the, the, the new enemies in this Need for Speed are supposed to be like, improved and more like dynamic and hardcore and they were showing compilations of where the cars would just run into a barrier without even being hit they're just like yeah and they're like and then the guy was like well i'm gonna slow down let this guy catch up with me so we can destroy him just like what what is the the bad thing about this year with need for speed payback if this came out last year i would be more interested in it but this year Everything that's coming out looks better. Dirt yeah. 4 is a better game. Forza yeah. Motorsport's a better game. Project Cars 2 is a better game. The Crew 2 even looks better, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. There are so many racing games coming as out a, this as, year. As much of a racing game person, I am not. I I can very much appreciate these looked great this year. Yeah. Like These yeah. look like solid titles. It's crazy. Yeah, Dirt 2, I'll even admit, that was one that got me a bit jazzed. Dirt 4? 
Four, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> oh, I said Dirt, Dirt two. two was a really Damn, good we went game back. too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dirt um, four looked yeah. very, very good. Um, briefly, Battlefield one had a trailer for In the Name of the Czar, which is their new Russian front area of DLC. I was like, that looks like a full game trailer. That looks so good. I'm really pumped about that. But um, yeah, so that was cool. Isn't that the one with the all female uh, battalion? Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. fighters from Russia. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. Um, they were deadly as yeah. hell. So this is gonna be really interting watching them Kick play this ass. out in, a, in an actual campaign. Right. right. But uh, damn, we have to get DLC. The last thing that we got to talk about, which was the wrap up to Electronic Arts, which we'll talk about more when we get to Xbox. But Bioware has announced a new IP at the Electronic Arts conference, and it is called Anthem. So, oh man, stay tuned. We are going to move on. Actually, just jump right into Microsoft Xbox. But let's talk about Anthem as the first thing because we've we've introduced it. Let's jump into it. So, at the Xbox conference, obviously, it was all about Scorpio. Yep. Which was now is now titled the Xbox One X. Yep, the Xbox One X. And they announced four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. It comes out November seventh, which is awesome. It is full of specs. You can go back to our old podcast to talk about that, to, to hear what we talked about it. But one of the things that I felt like was so showcasing the graphic quality of the Xbox One X is Anthem. Anthem is a new game from Bioware, and uh, it looks it looks amazing. It looks like a cross between like Titanfall and Horizon Zero Dawn, and maybe even some um, uh, Killzone. A little bit. I've got vibes of that kind of sort of. A little bit. Uh, which, I mean, is also Horizon Zero Dawn developers. So <laughs> it would right. make sense. Yeah. It, it would make a lot of sense. I, I'm excited for this game, but I, I don't think that was actual gameplay or actual graphics. No, it was gameplay. Yeah. Mm. But then again, we, we've we did, seen trailers like but this. I guess before. we did have watchdogs and stuff like that. Yeah, we've that, seen trailers like this before. But I really hope it is because I don't have any doubts that we can't make that level of quality. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but they usually pull it back for whatever reason, it seems like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but hey, I'm yeah. not I'm not making the game. So, yeah. But um, as a overall, like, what did you guys think about just the setting, the, the setup that they had? It's co-op. Oh yeah, yeah. These, no, it's uh, it's a very you know, much like a Destiny to me, and I can get behind it because I don't like Destiny, obviously. <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast, but uh, I am looking for something that I can jump in my friends just like this, where we can go around this world. Which I don't know exactly what we do besides kill things. <laughs> they didn't show much of an objective, but apparently, going to some portal, which I assume will take you to either another planet or another universe, another reality. I don't know. Jump packs, man. You can like just fly through the air. Not it's just so cool. jetpacks, cool. actual cool. jetpacks, jet like, yeah. like Iron Man style jetpacks. It was so cool. Like that flying mechanic had got me, got me wrecked. Yeah, yeah. And if you could do like, that in any direction for as long as you want, that would be badass. And it was like, oh, should we fight this guy? No, let's just keep going. Yeah, just like pass yeah. by the monster like, and nope, stuff like fuck that. that. Yeah. But it's a huge open world, which I think is fascinating. So if you guys haven't checked out the trailers for that, what go I, look up Anthem. What I will say that I was very intrigued by, and it was just something very small, but the quest giving was interesting to me. The random people who will stop you in the city streets oh, yeah. and ask yeah. you to do something. I was like, I actually really like that. And only when you're done interacting with them 
does the quest pop up. It's not like in the middle of it when you see the quest objective and then you immediately stop listening or reading yeah. whatever it is that's happening. Skip, no. skip, 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 yeah, skip, 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 skip. Okay, I got it. Kill 15 things. Got it. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, this actually, you you talk to the guy and he tells you, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I left such and such out there. Can you please look? And you're like, oh. Really, dude? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take care of it. He All right. Le- douche. He le- he, yeah. Douche. He leaves. And then like that's when the quest popped up. So I was like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. That was, it was very subtle, but I like that way of delivering right. uh, the, the, the mission-based narrative into it. But so early in development, anything can happen at this point. I, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath for it. Maybe but we'll I'm hoping next year. To, but yeah, it, it was definitely for me. It was one of the highlights of yeah, E3 no. as a whole. For sure, like, would have thought it's the for one sure. standout games that I yeah. saw. Um, Is this why Andromeda sucked this year? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Uh, like, by the way, was very this, possible. So, um, they also with the Xbox One X, they announced backwards compatibility is going to add the Xbox, the original Xbox. That's that kind of exciting. exciting. Um, it's very exciting. So that was that was a big deal. They're also going to bring uh, Battlegrounds to the Xbox One. So those that are talking about the player unknowns Battlegrounds, like myself, Whoop. Xbox players can now jump into that. So that's really cool. Um, they announced a surprise game that when I saw it, I was like, this is Metro. But it took a while, I think, for some people to see it. But Metro Exodus, yeah. that's the next Absolutely. lineup in Metro. That game looks good. Yes, Visually, I, I'm a fan of Metro. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has anyone else played it. You, you played it. I played a little bit of it. I need to go Never, back. No? I want to go back and play. Oh man, you should well, now that you have a PC. Yeah, now that you have a PC, you can get the now Redux. That I have a PC. Uh, it's it's a very uh, yeah. Louise bought the Redux for like seven eighty nine. Like it's that's like ten dollars. That's two games. Yeah, two games. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the story is pretty deep. It's about post apocalyptic world where nukes went off and and you're a russian and you're trying to survive the the uh well everything that's come to pass now <laughs> the apocalypse yeah so it's the the setting in the first one alone is phenomenal like you walk out there you won't believe that this is a game made like five six seven years ago i don't know when it was made now but yeah to see them come with this and things have changed which i won't say what has if you play the game you know what's changed uh sure. coming with the trailer but sure Super pumped. Yeah. Super pumped. The trailer was very good. I I was pretty much sold the moment the guy had to light the webs on fire and they kind of skittered up to the sky yeah. as he lit them. I was like, okay, that's some fucking great detail right there. Well, and their you know, their graphics were always so good, but the whole entire the past two games mostly spent the time like underground or in dark cavernous areas. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we're above ground in like bright right. open spaces and but war torn, like terribly looking spaces. Oh yeah. D- yeah. It looks, it looks real so great. pretty like for a shitty area <laughs> of land. It looked really good. Well, and whatever kind of stupid mutant bear that was. Yeah. That was something I was like, well, this, if this is what I had to look forward to, Apparently, this was the E3 of mutant bears because I, like, <laughs> yes. I, I, I think I saw like three different games with yes. mutant bears in them. So what's up with the I, I guess it's a we'll, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll okay. get to it because I know All which right. one you're referencing. Yeah. We'll yeah. get to it. Yep. Wow. So um, they also showed off Foot Forza Motorsports 7. It looks really good, but not much to say about that other than the yeah. graphics are incredible and yep. it's Forza. So that's that. Um, I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> Deep Rock Galactic. Did you guys watch that trailer that they I brought don't out? remember that one. So Deep Rock Galactic was like underground and you are a series of like miners that can like dig through the ground and like, yeah, like a bunch of excavators basically ex- excavate. But it looked very Helldivers like. Yes. 
Yes. And yeah. That that I'm. I was thinking forever. I was like, God, this reminds me of something. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking too. I was like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, God, what is, what this, is this game? What is it I'm looking at? And now that you say it, it is absolutely Helldivers. Nailed it. But just like Hell, Hell, Di- Helldivers like, in caves. Yeah. It's it was which I'm fun awesome. in caves in caves in excavations and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, it I'm looks okay really good. That. It's kind of like pixel arty in a way, but Almost, uh, from not like the, pixel art, but like uh, rhyme kind of art style. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Bit. yeah. Um, but it, it looked really cool, and I'm I'm excited. It's co-op game, so you can perfect. You know, play co-op a little perfect. bit with your friends. Man, co-op is like making a comeback uh, next year. Apparently, co-op. This is this it. is. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to be playing with people, be it two players or four players or whatever. Like I I'm I'm very pleased with that out of this E3. Like that was something I, I, that was one of my little takeaways I have on my notes here was that there. I I, I was happy to see that there's a, a large number of titles that are going to be. Us playing together, right, right. We, we. I mean, yes, we have a shit load of single player experiences out there, but they're the ones that we depend on and we can expect to see. But these, like, these upcoming titles of us getting to play together in a really cool environment, man, I'm so down. I'm gonna give it to the Switch. I think they're the one that brought it back. Dude, seriously, I mean, seriously, I can't think of. I don't know. After I had the Switch, like everything's kind of. It's been a push. I feel like we're playing it's with friends so much more than we ever have. Yeah. We're yeah. like, how are they going to bring back land parties? How are we going to play with our friends again in the same room? Right. Now it's like a it's common thing. <laughs> now, now it is expected. Thank yeah. Like I had people God. come over last night. We played Poyo Poyo Tetris like oh, nice. on the couch and nice. just like hung out. Yeah, but, actually, uh, Lizette went to hang out with some friends and she met someone who has a Switch and they were playing uh, Mario Kart together. Nice, and I was nice. like, what? That's so cool. Um. Uh, they they reveal more State of Decay two, so that yeah. that was the correct prediction. It's coming out now officially in spring of twenty eighteen. Not mm. exactly sure when, but um, I didn't know that the first one was not sing- not multiplayer. Yeah, not at all. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know either. Actually, I thought it was like a co op thing too, and this is just like a better looking version of it. But I was totally wrong. You were so this is going to be multiplayer. Didn't we talk about it already? I mean, we did, but did you just not listen to me? This is the hundred twenty seventh episode, and no, I didn't listen to you. <laughs> Devin, would you like to look in the camera? I would <laughs> do things to Brett. I'm, I'm just break kidding. his ankles. Kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, Devin, what do you think about State of Decay this time? Zombies co-op. Yeah, online. I mean, it, uh, State of Decay. There was kind of as we said with some previous titles. It's very. It's a very niche audience. Um, with State of Decay 2 coming, I worry about a saturation of the market in regards to zombie games, uh, zombie survival okay. stuff. Okay. Because everyone's trying to do it now. For some a, a, everyone. Why? And I don't, I think it's fun. I think it's, oh, just, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a fun atmosphere to do it. And sure. We've got some of the more goofier ones with, um, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. And it's kind of goofy and you got your heroes and you build up these crazy weird looking um essentially castles. Castles, which is bonkers, but State of Decay 2 I think has a much different style of tone. And I I like it. I think it's cool. I think it'll be fun to play with a series of friends and I think the whole portion of resource management and building that <clears throat> facility and fortress is going to be something very unique to do not necessarily unique but just a different style uh, to do it with your friends right so, it's like a survival game that's been around like that genre has been around for a while on pc but it hasn't quite gotten the consoles yet open world survival game yeah um something like that 
and it's finally coming. Like this is this is kind of like when we have games like Rust and we have games like uh, H1Z1 and stuff like that that have been around forever, but now we're getting this more to consoles with games like this. So I think that's that's going to be the appeal for a lot of people. Right is, right, is having that experience. Um, jumping through a few games real fast, and then we're going to finish out with some of the uh, other major updates. But we saw they have a Dragon Ball Z Fighter game coming out. Whoop. Minecraft is getting a 4K upgrade. Why? I don't know, but they are. You have sunrays in your blocks, and it's now multi-platform crossplay. So Look at the Switch detail players. on those pixels. <laughs> I know. Uh, pixels within pixels. You can now play Switch players can play with pc players and xbox players and the whole nine yards it's a cross platform across everything um the darwin project looks really good that's a uh shooter game that's like multiplayer has a kind of a Fortnite art style they announced black desert online is coming they announced a really cool indie game called the last night that is just the colors are gorgeous that yeah the color scheme on the palette on that was just um <clears throat> yeah. yeah i'm getting yeah. that stunning i'm yeah. getting that stunning um, we finally have release dates for Tacoma, which is the game, this, the next game from Fulbright, the ones that did Gone Home. That's coming out August 2nd. And then Cuphead finally has release date, September 29th. <laughs> I was in line talking to the one of the publishers of Cuphead. Really? And he was chatting about how he's really trying hard to make this game easier because it's so hard. He's like, tell, he's telling the developers, like, guys, we got to simplify this a little bit. This is so difficult. It's like no Dark idea. Souls in like a <laughs> old school looking world or old school looking like animation uh, style. I don't. I don't see the problem then. I, I, I do. don't know. Yeah, but apparently it's simpletons like will be like super hard. Seems, seems fun so to me. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when this game actually comes out <laughs> how easy it is or how hard it is because it's yeah. supposed to be difficult. Um, and then uh, Xbox has this thing now called ID at Xbox, which is their indie development department and they announced a ton of new indie games i'm not going to go through all of them but we have things like fortnite just yeah just check it out because a lot it, there's a lot of stuff with, with with that being in the conference i will just just to touch on it really quickly yeah that indie push that they've now put out there finally <laughs> uh, finally yeah. like well there's a ton out there and i'm very excited to see and explore yes there looks like some that's going to be probably mediocre and not that not that fun but there is a a large majority of those games are going to be choice to play. And I think that Microsoft finally pushing that indie market is a smart, smart move. Seems like everyone's doing that now. Everyone's looking for that uh, indie games, man. Yeah. The indie community looking for the indie games, man. And that's great. That's wonderful. What a great year to be indie. Oh, it wasn't already good, but now it's like even better. So they also announced a new game, Ashen. Which is this, Devin? Yeah. I think this is your game, man. Oh, absolutely. This is like Duh. Dark Souls. Duh. Yeah. Except better. Better, <laughs> Just maybe. Kidding. I don't know. Like that game looks really cool. And it's got I think it's I think it's gonna be one of those games that'll appeal to more a broader audience than Dark Souls would. Well, and it's it very, seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> it it has a very unique look to it. Right. But I can safely say that like the way the art style reminds me of almost a three-dimensional limbo. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I think it's really okay. what drew me to it. I mean, yeah, we can say it looks kind of like a little bit of Dark Souls, but that that stylized atmosphere was what drew me in. Like I 
it may be minimal to some people, but I loved it. I thought that that was right. a very cool way to uh, to create an atmosphere, an immersive kind of a, uh, experience. So I look forward yes. to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they say that it's got this passive multiplayer feature where you can, uh, the people you meet in the world are players of their own agendas and it'll be up to you to decide how to deal with them. So it sounds like it's very much um, your gameplay is going to change as yeah. you play. Uh, which is really cool and interesting and exciting. I feel a lot more, I mean, this is like the next evolution of games. We're not, you know, we were talking for a while about like linear stories and how the story is always the same for a player and how you were saying with co-op, you feel like in your article that you wrote, how um, when you're a second player in a co-op experience, you feel like just this invisible player that's thrust into a single player experience. Yeah, you're the two-dimensional tack on. I think we're starting to see games that are, answering those questions and actually it's, solving the problems i i <laughs> it's funny you say that now because even i watching all of these new multiplayer experiences coming out i feel like i'm eating my own words it's like <laughs> god why did i even write that right I, I, right i look like such a tool now well maybe they saw your article which, maybe they which, did but you can go over to internetgamer.net and go to read to read all of our blog articles yeah read my article about co-op uh then maybe they're like oh shit this guy knows i've got another one coming up is it about is it about how cop is back? <laughs> These no, may, no, no. Probably is. No, no it's not. Shut up. Um, so to wrap things up real quick, uh, Life is Strange is getting, a, is getting a prequel. So that's cool. So those that are fans of Life is Strange, they have a prequel coming out called Before the Storm. They announced a non-VR version of Lucky's Tale called Super Lucky's Tale. Um, Ori has a new game, Ori and the Will of the oh, Wisps. What a teaser. That looks cool. Yeah, that was a nice teaser. What a teaser. It was pretty. Super Gorgeous. Pretty. Great music. Gorgeous. Uh, that, was, that was the one where they had the guy playing the piano on stage, yeah. right? What? Absolutely. The that live performance. So cool. Oh, it was oh, so man. cool. I that was it. it was a beautifully well done teaser. Just yeah. this this beautiful piano piece being played by this very talented pianist. And just that image coming up and the feather. Oh, yeah. Need to go watch it. Yeah. Okay. okay. See, so, you know, the sad part about it is I didn't actually <laughs> The only one I actually, the only conference I actually watched was Bethesda's. Mm-hmm. I was working most of the time, so I Damn, missed them yeah. all. Well, you got screwed. That was a benefit for me to not going. Was I, I know at home and just watch this shit as it happened? Um, Bastard. And then they showed off Crackdown Three. Terry Crews. Yeah. Holy shit! Yep, I'm excited about that game. He actually Terry got Crews me is gonna ma- Terry Crews is gonna make that game so incredibly like just amped up, lots of energy. Probably lots of comedy as well, but I am I'm so in. I'm yeah. So in. Yeah. Damn it, Terry Crews. I was I was really disappointed though that they didn't show the destructibility of the world as much as they should have in this trailer. Well, they already did before, technically. I think last year. not really though. Like, well, with fans I mean, fans already familiar with Crackdown, I think are gonna be familiar with how no but, pun intended, but explosive the game is and yeah. how and how destructive and how much chaos is going on. People are already going to be familiar with that from the Crackdown series. Come on, man. Pun here's intended. the thing. Pun intended. I'm going to blow your mind. Touch hands. But now, at this conference, we revealed the Xbox One <laughs> X, and they did not show the power of the Xbox One X with the destructibility of Crackdown 3. All right, when you put it that way. So they Holy had shit. a good hey. opportunity to showcase... Holy crap, look at how awesome these explosions and stuff are you, on our new hardware. You know what? That actually changes a lot because before they were like, oh, we have the cloud, which is going to make destruction so much more better. And so now they have this. What, is that, what does that mean? Yeah. 
I mean, that was the biggest thing that took away I had from this conference is that they had announced so many games that were so cool and had really cool art styles, but nothing that really showcased except for Anthem to me that and Forza that showcased the power, the graphical power of this system. Like they showed really good games, 42 games that they were talking about. They were like, we're going to show off 42 right here. But none of them really, there weren't many that showed off, hey, this game looks really good. Yeah. A lot of them were very stylized, um, like Deep Rock Galactic, like we talked about. I mean, Metro Exodus showed it off. Origin showed it off. Forza did. But none, of, I mean, of those, only one is exclusive. I mean, we know Exodus is eventually going to come on PC with the play anywhere, I'm sure. Right. So um, that was kind of a bummer. But anyway, so that was that. I also played Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves looks cool. It still looks fun. It's, I had a blast it, with it. It still just looks like a very fun, ho-hum kind yeah. of fun experience with pirates. Yeah. You go diving and stuff like that. It's hard. It's harder than I thought it was going to be. Right. But um, it's it's very, very cooperative, and I can't wait for that. So that's the Xbox conference, guys. Um, pretty good stuff. Yeah. lot to talk about. Not as... I don't know what takeaway final words, good or bad conference. Very what good. level were you? They needed it. Yeah, yeah they needed much, it. much better. If, if, okay. if I had to give this conference a grading of any kind, I'd give this an A minus. Okay, that's good. Just yeah. because I mean, it, it was the conference that uh, Microsoft needed to give where they showcased their new hardware, which is great. We got to see a lot about the Xbox One S and then we got to also have um, some game titles out there that were much, much needed for Microsoft. Yeah. So this is what they needed to show. And it was all about the games. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what oh, we said yeah. we wanted which to see. Which is what we said and they we were needed. Like, first thing, they were like, we have 42 games to show off to you guys right now. <laughs> that's that's what I, a lot I of found games. that kind of funny because I'm sure there are numerous other podcasts and news stories out there. They're like, uh, we need to see Microsoft do some games and shit. Otherwise, I'm done with them. And then they come out, 42 games, shut the hell up. <laughs> yes. Watch. But... Yes. But as as much as they needed this, and as much as I agree that this was good, most of them are exclusive. Yeah, most of them you can just get on something else. Like most of these, I'm gonna get on PC. Yeah, and, so, and moving on, well, we'll talk about Sony how they have a lot of exclusives. But yeah, there's no re- there's no reason why I need to get an Xbox One X. They never presented a reason why. If I can get these games somewhere else, if I can get another right. Well, Devin, what do you think? They're sure themselves in the foot, making it for PC as well. For I mean, for you guys for PC, I mean, I don't want to insult you with it, but I think your vision's a little bit skewed on this because I mean, these E3s right. are for the console gamers, and that's that's what's important for them. And yeah, there right. are people who are diehard loyalists to uh, Microsoft, or there's people who don't even have a Microsoft uh, console yet. So this showcase was what what was is what's is what is needed for a console gamer. They needed to see the console itself, what it can do, what games you can play on it, and how much it's going to cost you. And yeah, for a PC gamer, absolutely. You're just kind of like, look, I'm just going to get these games on PC. I don't need that. Forget right. it. I'll get that and I'll keep my PS4. That's I'm done. Right. But console players, especially some like myself, who for the majority is all console, and I know that I'm going to be looking to upgrade my Xbox, especially to keep up with, you know, getting a 4K resolution TV and keeping things looking nice and pretty. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be looking to get this. Right. Absolutely. may not be day one purchase, but most certainly pretty close. Right. So if you want to see why 
one of our other co-hosts are actually going to be buying the Xbox One X on release. Tune in to our YouTube channel, which if the video is not already up, it will be released later this week. So go check that out. YouTube.com slash The Inner Gamer. The Inner Gamer. Uh, let's move on to Bethesda. So with Bethesda's conference, um, pretty much everything we expected was going to happen did happen. Um, they announced... They they revealed more from Fallout 4 VR. Yeah. They officially bring out Doom VR. Yep. Did they announce a Skyrim VR? Did I see that somewhere? Yeah, Skyrim VR is, yeah, so okay. Skyrim VR is coming so out. So Skyrim VR is the thing. They announced Creation Club, which is going to bring paid mods to Bethesda games, which not super happy about that, but it's a way to make money. Um, they added, a, they're bringing an Amiibo for Zelda to uh, Skyrim, so you can have Zelda in Skyrim. And then there's Joy-Con controls with Skyrim on the Switch. So that's kind of cool. You can like sword fight with your Joy-Con controllers. But the two big updates that came out. Well, first I want to mention there is a standalone extended DLC coming out for Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, coming out September 15th. Yeah. It looks very nice if you're a Dishonored fan. I know Luis is probably going to pick that one up because he's all about Dishonored. You know, actually I'm kind of excited about it too because I've always... I don't know anything about this Outsider, but he's the one who kind of controls a lot of the stuff that happens in both games. It's just like... Oh shit! I want to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Um. The, but the two big things. I'm going to start with the lesser big thing, and then we'll go into the bigger thing. But they announced the Evil Within two, yep. which is coming out awesomely Friday the 13th in October. Whew. How bizarre! I know, right? Of a time releases that. right. So good. This is why I love Bethesda because ever since they started with Fallout Four releasing it this year. I, I guarantee you, every time we go to E3 and Bethesda's gonna be like, "All oh, these games are dropping this year." Yeah, we're like, like that hey, is surprise. There's like games coming yeah. out in like two or three months. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, get ready for hey, it. Hey, by the way, get ready for another game yeah. that we're dropping. <gasps> what? And I mean, I played the first Evil Within. Me and Austin actually played it for a couple hours, like just hanging out together ah. and stuff. I wasn't a big fan of it. Not, but I it know was not good. I know there's a huge following for it, and people are excited there's for this a, new one. Yeah, there's a and the certain, trailer was good. Yeah, so. We'll see what happens with that. Evil Within. Love or hate it? Nah, it's a love or hate game. Like, you know, if you're a big fan of the gore horror as opposed to just, you know, your standard kind of scary horror. Right, right. This is very flasher, uh, slasher flick horror. Right. So I, I, I think this is, um, actually, I'm excited to play this new one. Yeah. Even though I haven't played the last one. But I feel like this is a game Travis would love to play. Yeah, hopefully you can yeah. like jump into it and not have to have played the previous to enjoy this. Right. This does look, look look a lot better. Right, right, right. Um, but I gotta but say, the big one. My my biggest. I mean, to huh? me, this is like one of my top three. Oh, dude. of the entire Absolutely. conference, Absolutely. of the entire everything. Yeah, Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus is officially coming. Oh, what? How waiting so long? Was that trailer? That trailer. It was like eight tra- minutes long. That trailer was absolutely perfect in every way so that good. that trailer not only got you immersed into the world that is wolfenstein yes it introduced characters it introduced plot it showed gameplay it gives you a reason why you're going to be doing the stuff that they showed that you were doing in the game and the it trailer. does service to the wolfenstein universe which yeah. is crazy sci-fi uh, nazis yes it's freaking gorgeous How freaking cool yeah was that I, I mean, I'm sold. I'm getting my hundred Nazi scalps this year. Heck yeah! Like the, the I mean, the first Wolfenstein when it came out, it, I got it on PS4, but it was made for old generation consoles, so you couldn't see the 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 graphical fidelity of what they can output with the Wolfenstein game. Right now, we can see that, 
and it looks so good. I mean, and B, BJ like Blaskowitz, like he is such a good character. Oh, he's kind of like he yes, reminds he me of like a a Gears of War character. He's kind of big and bulky, right? But he doesn't. He's not so like big, like masculine dude. But I love his personality. Like yeah. his personality is so good. Yeah, and he's. I mean. I, I can't wait to play this. Game. Did anybody guess this was going to be coming out this year? I, oh, yeah. I didn't. I, I, I had assumptions that we would see a new a new Wolfenstein, right? But I did not expect it to be to this caliber, right? It, it looks like a saw game. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you played all the other ones, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So yeah, they're so fun. What gems? Like hidden gems? I don't think a lot. That never really got. I love it. it never I, blew I, up. Wolfenstein has always been a love of mine. When you talk about shooting sci-fi uh, Nazis, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Every time. Sci-fi Nazi shooting? Totally in. I forgot to mention also, Ding. this comes out October 27th, like two weeks after uh, uh, The Evil Within. So basically everything I'm be so Bethesda broke this holiday. Bethesda was like, hey, everything's coming out in like within two months from each other. Quickly, let's talk about how everything is coming out this year, but everything else is coming out next year. Oh I know. God. I don't know what we're going to do. Between this year and next year, I'm going to have to <laughs> sell some body parts. Yes. We broke. Broke so bad. Um, so yeah, Bethesda, that was Bethesda's thing. There oh, wasn't a lot there, but a lot of quality. Overall, I thought the, the press conference was kind of weird. I like how they showed a video and it was just constant back-to-back trailers, but I don't know. It was a little odd. I'm a little indifferent with it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy about it. The, the stuff, the stuff they showed was stuff I, I could get excited about, but, right, the, right. The, but just the actual conference itself, like they're just, they're dis, their display was. Welcome to Bethesda land. Oh man. A little weird. Yeah. A little weird. Apparently it was cool in person though. They had a nice little like setup at E3. I didn't get it. I didn't get invited oh. to it, but oh, they have like up. an actual Bethesda land. What? Like theme park thing that they set what up. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Well, quickly, yeah. I'll talk about the booth. I thought they had the coolest booth, but they actually made a diner in the E3 hall, and you could walk in, you could play uh 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 Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, thank you. Yeah. It was it was really sweet. It was really pretty. Check check out our videos on Instagram. Yeah. At the Intergamer. Um. All right, so let's talk about Ubisoft. Ubisoft had a lot to talk about. Um, as anticipated, they did announce Mario plus Rabbids, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which actually looks pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, what do you guys think of Mario plus Rabbids? Did you Did you think it was look good? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it'll It'll be yeah. fun. It'll be fun it'll be for parties. Yeah. It's like oh, a yeah. dumbed down yeah. XCOM. Yeah, yeah, which I'm yeah. okay with, and yeah. it's Mario, and I could probably get on a Switch. So yeah, I'll probably get it. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks yeah. cool. Um, they also announced uh, the Crew Two, which is coming out in early 2018. This to me, okay. So what's funny about this game? The Crew Two not only has racing, but it also has boat racing and air racing. It reminds me of that's what that was. They took the um, formula for Steep and put it into this. This is what Steep feels like, where you can kind of like jump in and just do whatever you want. Right. Whenever you want, and I thought nice. that was so good about Steep. Right, I still love Steep. I think Steep's a great game. Right, this makes that, and I hope it feels good. I didn't get to play it at E three, but I hope it feels good to play and is seamless and transitions well and has a good community around it because I could get into this. Like I would, I would have a blast with this game. Well, if the trend continues. Developers are listening to us, so I know that's keep crazy. it up. What's happening? Keep it. <laughs> what up. is crazy? We're in some, some crazy alternative universe. So uh, we talked about Xbox with Sea of Thieves. They have a pirate game. Then Ubisoft came out and announced Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. A new IP. The, yep, the new IP 
pure multiplayer ship to ship battle pirate fun that we know nothing about. We know nothing yeah. about, but we saw a pretty neat trailer. I don't, I don't, not, I can't go by that trailer. How much do you think was in, yeah. this was inspired by Assassin's Creed Black Flag? Oh, completely. Uh, no, I took a total inspiration from Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Oh, really? no, I mean, just like for ship battles. Like oh, as gameplay. Yeah, probably. I don't like, know. I didn't play it. Because people love the, love the ship battles in Black Flag, and they missed that it was taken out. And I feel like they were just like, well, let's just make a game that ship battles. Right, right. Which I think is a smart idea. Yeah, yeah. But I've yet to see any gameplay or any graphics, so... They did show some gameplay and graphics. They had some other videos that they brought out. Oh, really? And oh, it looks, okay. It looks really good, but I didn't I didn't watch a lot of it, but there was there was a few, because they had that cinematic trailer they brought out, and then they brought out, like, a 10-minute gameplay experience, like, walkthrough that was out online. So you, okay. can, you can see what the game looks like, but they, it, it, it was just, like, ship battles. Okay. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like, hey, here's a first-person perspective of what the game's like. Is it, like, a more... Serious, uh, what's the one coming out for Microsoft? Sea of Thieves, yeah. It's a, very, it's a more serious Sea of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. And then Far Cry 5, know. we talked about that. Awesome played it. Ho-hum feeling, but I like that it's four-player co-op. I mean, that, that that's is got cool. me excited, but I still didn't... I feel like when we were talking about the um, story behind this game... And how they have to be very careful with how they portray this because it is a very serious subject matter. I feel like they did what we hoped they wouldn't do, which is they try to make this like a fun, like, hey, you go and shoot at Christian radical religious <laughs> people and it's really exciting hey, uh, and fun. Hey, and I hey, didn't like that. Hey, you know that shit that you probably shouldn't do in this time in the country right now? Yeah. Yeah, you went ahead and did it. <laughs> it was job. It was weird. But... um. I mean, it look it looks like it could be a good game, but I haven't been excited about Far Cry in a while. I know other, I know you you like some I, of the Far Cry. The last but. trailer was really good, but playing the demo was not good enough. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <clears throat> they announced that's a new fair. South Park game. Phone, Phone destroyer. Phone destroyer. That was that that's was that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, that, that is was, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, but that was just crazy in general but that was a nice add-on to south park thrasher butthole which is actually coming out in october this year so that'll be awesome last thing from ubisoft beyond good and evil 2 so remake oh. you played it yeah the first one okay i never yeah. played the first one I, i've heard of it but this act this trailer looked amazing yeah trailer so much character good. there's the the first one is a ton of fun i definitely suggest anybody um i'm not going to say anything about it because i actually do yeah. want you two to go play it okay it is a very fun game the fact that the second one is now on its way is just even more exciting because i i loved the first the first one it is near and dear to my heart so is this a playstation yeah okay PlayStation 2. Okay. PlayStation okay, cool. 2. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. I just, I was one of those games that I just, I have money. Slipped through the cracks. It slipped through the cracks. That's yeah. fine. As but long as you just go back and play it because it's amazing. People are really excited about it, though. I mean, that was like one of the it highlights had, for a lot of people it, from it's, this It's show. one of those that kind of had the cult following that was behind Psychonauts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those. It, it had that kind of following. People who did play it loved it. Loved it. So there's. Cool. This this is a very exciting time for fans of that of that game. It has been a while, so like probably like ten years or something like that. Yeah, one of those oh, other games yeah. that are like coming Absolutely, out of the woodwork. Yeah. It's a crazy long time. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. We have two more conferences to talk about. Actually, technically three, but 
We're going to move a little quicker here. We have Sony. Sony had My biggest conference. letdown this year. Really? My biggest letdown. Huh. Yeah. We need to go into that. Yeah. So here's the thing with Sony. So I'm going to go through the list real quick, and then we'll talk on the highlights. So with Sony, they showed off uh, gameplay from Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is coming out this year. They announced a new DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn called The Frozen Wilds. They showed a lot of gameplay from Days Gone, their zombie shooter where you play a biker in the zombie world. They did announce that Monster Hunter World is coming to consoles and PC in 2018. So it's leaving Nintendo. It's still on Nintendo, but they're bringing it to other devices. Hold your excitement. Shadow of the Colossus is getting remade, remastered. They showed gameplay, finally, multiplayer for Call of Duty World War II coming out November 3rd. They had a huge drop in PSVR games. A lot of games announced for that. Showed off a lot from God of War, Detroit Become Human, and then a huge demo for Spider-Man. So, most exciting thing you guys saw at Sony Press Conference? Let's pick one of those. Days Gone. <laughs> Days okay. Gone, really? Days Gone. Dang, I Days did not gone. expect that. Days Gone was my absolute favorite. Wow. Yeah. So what do you what what, what about Days, Days Gone, gone excited what you? I'm, what I'm really excited about this is it's obviously it's very much in the realm of that uncharted style of play. Um but what I loved is the interactive part of the of the environment. Um not just doing a, a Nathan Drake and running around and just I'm going to AK47 my way to the end. No, like, like set traps and shit. The the setting of traps, the the you know using the zombies to your advantage, um, the cool way of stealthing through the bushes, the uh, um, the character I am really excited to see. Um, he very much reminds me of a young Joel from Last of Us. That's a good good comparison. Yeah, yeah. So. This this game got me the most excited. It's 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 in my wheelhouse of stuff that I think I'm going to really enjoy. A great first player, uh, first uh, single player experience, and a cool story. Great cool environments to do. Fun uh, fun zombie. I'm interested to see what kind of infection it was or what what brought about the zombies this time. And then our second view at Big Zombie Bear. Yeah, <laughs> our first one. Bar, Technically, bar, it's the first bar, one. Yeah, first one. I yeah. guess. Barbed wire covered zombie bear. <laughs> I thought that was a little cheesy, but I don't care. I mean, I mean, I, I still want to face it. I still want to yeah. face it. So, were you kind of like on the fence last year when you saw uh, it? Kind of, a little bit. Not necessarily on the fence, but I definitely wanted to see more. I mean, I was, I was warming up to it from the moment I saw it from E three twenty sixteen. I was excited, but I just I wanted to see more about it. Right now that I actually got to see some more of the gameplay, is when I was like sold that this this is the game i want this is really right. uh this is a this is a confirm of purchase after i saw that trailer for right. me it's very much like you can see the difference between sony and microsoft with games like this uh games like horizon zero dawn days gone uncharted they're very well built worlds very well built characters and very well crafted stories yeah oh yeah and that's yeah. something that is very less common with a Microsoft exclusive title. Right. And um day yeah, Days Gone looks all I mean, I love when they show that shot of like the massive horde of zombies that were just like eating at like shit oh, out there and the And he that, had to like, sneak by him. About, yeah, he had to sneak the by him like, and stuff. I was like easy fellas, don't mind Whoa. me. That's when I was like, oh shut the fuck up. Oh just yeah. sneak. 
Stop talking. Yeah, Just keep don't, sneaking. Don't very cool. Don't breathe. Say anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then Shadow of the Colossus. I know you guys are pumped about that. Oh, dude, yeah. duh. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm excited for. That, that was like when cool I saw that, because I've always. I, I've always heard about it from Devin. It always looked cool, <laughs> and I, always, I remember going to Blockbuster and seeing that game there, and I was like, I want to play that game. But I was so stuck on Grand Theft Auto that I, I, it passed me, and everyone would always talk about it, like how you great just, it was. You just went back and rented Grand Theft Auto again and again like I did? Yeah, and I bought it twice <laughs> by renting it. Anyway, uh, that's besides the point. But yes, I am super pumped, especially like, like how uh, 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 The Last of Us got it remastered. Yeah. Love the story. So I yeah. assume the gameplay might be dated for this, but I think the story is where it's at. I don't know. It might not. To me, it holds up. Okay. The times that I've yeah. gone back to play Shadow I think, of the Clouds, I think, I think we said the gameplay just... might not hold up. But we'll we'll see when we play it. So I mean I it can't be I mean, I, I heard from uh what was the last the last Guardian? Like, I mean, that was a game that was brand new that had a jerky camera. So if it's or a bad camera, so if I feel like this is probably going to be a little bit better, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they had... That, I actually sure like Shadow of the Colossus' camera better than yeah. I did Last Guardians. Yeah. So, I'm I, fine with it. Yeah. It, it was yeah. funny when I saw it, though. I could see the similarities now. Yeah. Having seen full gameplay of Shadow of the Colossus, I can see the similarities in, like, the style of that, that company. I am so excited to watch you play this. Like, yeah. it gets me jazzed. <laughs> so, so, you're going to get it? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Probably. Maybe. I, I will have it, so... yeah. I'll borrow it. Here's the here's oh, here's the short answer. You're playing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is he getting it? I don't care. You're playing it. <laughs> so uh, God of War looks awesome. Hmm. Oh no! Stay, oh shit! Stay tuned for my Bomb article. Dropped. Stay tuned for my article. Um, but I have a lot of thoughts about God of War. Okay, I don't like you right now. That I mean, story is just so touching. I Come. no. <laughs> is it gimmicky? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. No, no like, it's not. It's not yeah, about it's being not, gimmicky. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it's a matter of matching um, your source material. Okay. Um, okay. I have played every single one of the God of War games. True. True. Even on the PSP. And spoiler alert: in one of the PSP games, when you actually find your daughter again, and you have to turn away from her. That to me was one of the biggest heart crushing moments in Kratos's time in the games. It crushed my soul. What? <laughs> well, okay. We'll talk after this. Yeah, yeah. But one, I'm hesitant about the fact that we're now in a third person view of Kratos. I'm hesitant about the way the combat looks, which seems much more deliberate rather than chaos everywhere. Maybe it's because they're going with a more aged Kratos. I don't know, but I'm very hesitant about that. Um, I was, I loved the Greek pantheon and how they showed it in the very first God of War, and even in God of War Two, they did it. They did a pretty good job. God of War Three, they dropped the ball with story and how they portrayed the pantheon of, of Greek gods. I am very worried about what they do with the Norse pantheon because there's a lot of source material there, and I hope it's not just copy-paste. I'm hesitant. Very, very hesitant. What do you mean by copy-paste? I don't want them just to... Just take it straight from the story history books. I don't and... want Odin to be Zeus 2.0. I gotcha. 
I guess. Yeah. There is that so much more when it comes to the Norse pantheon of gods. And right. they they have some of my favorite lore and history and stories. So <laughs> Oh god, that could totally fuck it up for you. Oh man. Oh well, man. I guess so, this is the reason why I'm happy I haven't played the other ones yet. Because yeah. this could be a fantastic game, which, you know, I've been in that on uh, you know, that side of the fence before where it's like I'm in love with this franchise and if you fuck this game up and which could happen in just the smallest way, it could just destroy everything. Yeah. So yeah. or the biggest way. Um awesome. So I want to talk about Detroit Become Human, but I'm not because we're running out of time here. We gotta move on and talk about Nintendo. But we do have to talk about the last thing that they showed off at Sony, which was the Spider Man gameplay ten minute experience which was a lot of cinematics, a lot of quick time events and a lot of just badass jumping around flying through the air with your your web and going crazy. Right. It reminded me of Arkham, Batman Arkham, but in a big city with Spider-Man. How'd you guys feel about it? Day 1 purchase. Hell yeah. Day 1 purchase. Super I'm pumped. Absolutely. I'm actually skeptical. I will get it. I will play it cuz I will swing around that city regardless if right, it's bad. Right. Because that's all I want to do with that game is just <laughs> jump around the city, be like a really badass spider. Um, I hope they allow you. Story looks mediocre in a way. Um, but besides the fact that you can jump around and do a lot of cool stuff, which is the reason why I play the other ones on the Xbox and 360. So It looks very intense. Yeah. And a lot more. Um, yeah, I, li- I like the cinematic moments to it. Like It looks like there's going to be a lot of action packed experiences that you get to encounter throughout the game right right and that that's cool and then the character is just really good like i i the voice is all what's the guy what's the guy's name i remember remember his name from from the new one yeah is he uh, the one that does his voice i don't think so okay well yeah. it sounds like him and he sounds really good so i think that was cool voice is kind of gay i think and I know, such a naysayer. I didn't like, like the voice. I hate Look, everything about E3. No, Sorry, that's guys. not. No, I'm, I'm like I was super po- po- for I'm Spider-Man back when it was announced last yeah. E3, and now it's come to show. It's like I can't take this trailer cinematic thing to heart because I feel like this isn't what it's going to look like. This isn't what it's going to be like. We'll see. Most we'll most see. of the time, it's just completely different once we yeah. actually get the game. So I'm um, sorry. Final thing. Good. PlayStation VR, they announced like six new titles. There's a lot of stuff coming for that, a lot of variety. I mean, I was glad to see that. Microsoft, I was surprised, didn't have any VR in their conference, um, which is fine. But, you know, I kind of expected them to showcase the power of the Scorpio Xbox One X with their new hardware. Like, hey, it does VR and it's really cool. They didn't do that. But Sony did. Right. So it was good that they're still showing support for their PlayStation right. uh, VR headset. Um, but let's move on to Nintendo. It's our final thing. Uh, Metroid is oh, coming. Oh, man. That's all oh, we know is man. Metroid Prime 4. That That is a big announcement right there. Yeah. It's it's something that I've been I've been hoping for. Uh, a great teaser. Yeah. I was like, this this won't be there. I, I was totally wrong. They They were like, hey... <laughs> Metroid, that's all we want to say, just Metroid. Yeah, right. Metroid 4, 2018. Yeah, the internet died. The internet did point. die. Well, because there's all these games that I got to, I missed out on with the Cube and the Wii and being able to come back to it now for me is, like, awesome. Yes. Especially in the form that I can play it in, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah. can't get the, better the, than that. The accessibility of playing it now seems like it's going to be really fun. 
They also talked about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, there's a Pokemon RPG in development right now. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Rocket League is coming to the Switch. So that's pretty Luis cool. Luis is going to get even better. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> he says he's going to have an, everything. 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 And they uh, announced two new games that don't have titles yet, but are coming out next year. Kirby and Yoshi. Woo-hoo! And they showed off what it looks like. And I'm excited for Kirby. I think they're cool. I'm yeah. excited for Yoshi. Really? I, I thought Yoshi looked cool. Both both look just incredibly fun to me. Yeah. I, I'm I those are some classic games that I'm so happy to get back into. I, I've never liked the Yoshi games. I could never get into them. I never I played like, Yoshi. It's just me though. It's just me. Just sad. I know. But the, I I love the the paper art style um and 3D. What was that game you were talking about from Square Enix that you're really pumped about for the uh Project Switch? Octopath? Yeah, Project yes. Octopath. This game good. looked like a lighter, colorful version of that. Yeah. Um, and not as eight bit and stuff like that, but I th- I thought it looked really cool, a lot of fun. And um, is this the one where you can like rotate the world, like flip it to the other, and g- you can like run across, and then you can flip it to the other side of the paper world? I think it was. It was kind of it was kind of like, like yeah, Yoshi? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you could yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought that was really cool. Like I mean, it reminded me of a uh, 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 um Fez. Yeah, kind of like Fez. Yeah, kind of yeah. like Fez, and. That's, I mean, that's interesting to me. So you can like move your character and then flip them to the other side and like have different platforms on the opposite side, which is crazy. Um, but the big one, obviously, Super Mario Odyssey. It's dated now for October 17th. So again, in October, we won't know what to do with ourselves because everything's coming out in October. <laughs> I mean, oh, kill me. That's literally five days after The Evil Within and like 10 days before Wolfenstein 2. Maybe some of our fans can go to theinnergamer.net slash donate and go to our Patreon and <laughs> give us money, money to buy these to games. <laughs> buy some games. Uh, yes, please do that. That'd be awesome. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah. By no means are you like... But if you do, we'll tell you how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, oh, if you help us play it, we'll let you play, know. We can tell you if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is that a good sell? Yeah. yeah. No. no it is we not. lost all the fans. <laughs> but... Man, that tra- that trailer was super cool. That song was super cool, and I love. I didn't realize that the hat was like you can take over things. With, yeah, you know, isn't, that, isn't that the coolest stuff, part? Like you can control a T Rex, or you can control the little rocket. I thing. had no idea what was happening when I saw that T Rex, and then yeah. I saw the hat on top, and I was like, uh, "What's oh happening?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's a day one buy for me. I'm, I'm absolutely. Gonna, I'm gonna buy that. It has so much personality. And that's yeah. that's what's great about yeah. like Mario, like Nintendo. It, it, it recaptures the heart of Mario. Yeah, like it really does. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's it's and apparently really good. we have to go back and and play all the other ones. Ah oh, shit! Yeah. Do you guys get the survey? The, no, Nintendo released. They were asking about uh, Mario Party and Pokemon and stuff like that. Like, what games are you are do you well, like franchises? Do you like the most? And I was like, fuck yeah! I can only imagine. Having a Mario Party drop next year. Yeah. Or at least announce next E3. I feel like this... I can't wait to get mad at my friends again. <laughs> I mean, it could be because we're like on a podcast and stuff like that. But I feel like Nintendo, since the Switch was announced, I feel like I'm so much more invested yeah. in the world of Nintendo than yes. when Wii U was. Like, there wasn't much Absolutely. out there. No, about apparently, there was a was bunch of really on. good games. For the I mean, there, there was. In the yeah, Wii U. But like... Nintendo Switch, I feel like there's just so much stuff that people are like so pumped about. Yeah. And 
things that are being announced. And I don't remember seeing these well, headlines interesting as with much the Switch, before. The, the, if it, like Nintendo's conference was what they do at every E3, which is a consistency for them is key. And you're going to see familiar titles and you may see some revivals like a new Kirby game. But for them, consistency is key is stick with what works. And at every E3, and at least from my experience, I've never been blown away, but I've always been pleased with every single time Nintendo's take uh, took the stage right. at E3. And with this, it's no exception. We now have one of the best consoles they've released in years. And the accessibility of being able to take these games wherever you go, plus these just incredibly fun titles. Yeah. Is so cool. So this as with every single one of their E3s was just fine. Well, I was going to mention like like with Bethesda, you know, they have their set of games that they kind of come out with every so often, right? right. And it's fine. I'm fine with that cuz they're good games. Right. Same with Nintendo. Same set of titles, but they're good games. So yeah. it's like there's no reason not to bring them out. Yeah. Unless it's like Assassin's Creed or something which would die or something like that, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. What do I know? I don't know. I don't know what that means. So, um, I mean, Nintendo had a lot. I mean, it was it was just a great. I mean, they're. I, I their think I give it best quality. of show. You would. Yeah. That's what that's what Luis said in his article as well. I, I think I would. Show, He'd give so. it to Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, um, all the games. I I'm gonna buy most of these. Right. Immediately. I can't say the same for Sony or Play. Well, Sony's up there too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, save your best games of show for our next part. But before we wrap up, I want to mention one more thing that we did not talk about. I'm just going to go through it. The PC gaming show happened. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. didn't talk much about that, but I want to go through the highlights of that because there's a lot of good stuff. Like, PC gaming show is becoming more and more of a thing every year, and this year was no exception. They announced XCOM 2 is getting a huge new expansion called War of the Chosen. So if you guys are XCOM fans, you can play that. They yep. announced Age of Empires Definitive Edition, which is going to have 4K graphics and... Be Age of Empires back again, which I was hoping for a new Age of Empires at some point, but I mean, this will make me happy we enough. We just want to play, play Age of Empires, Age of Empires. Again. Yeah, honestly, we just want to play Age of Empires. Right. Um, they announced Total War Warhammer Two. There's gonna be four factions that comes out September 28th. That was a big game when it first came out. It's even better now. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is going to get climbing, vaulting, and weather effects, so that's really awesome. That's that's pretty sweet. It should have come out already, but you know it's it's there. Yeah, it's um, the ones that made Arma are making a island survival game called Islands, but spelled Y L A N D S. Very very stylized and very very cool, and has a lot of personality to it. So um, it's a crafting, exploration, survival sandbox game with a little bit of humor added in there, and it's going to have in-game modding with an in-game editor. So for PC fans, like that's a big deal and really exciting. Um, the creators of Don't Starve and Mark of the Ninja are making a new RPG called Grifflands. It's a cartoon role-playing game with morality choices coming out later this year or early next year. Lawbreakers is coming out finally on August 8th. And it'll Ooh. be twenty nine ninety nine. That's it's pretty good. Cheap. That's pretty good. It's not bad. That's awesome. And it's a it's good game. So I'm really pumped about that. Um, then uh, there's other things that were announced as well, but that's that's basically the gist of it. But there was a lot of stuff that they brought out. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was cool. Tunic, so. Tunic's a good one. I got to, we got to play that the Mix LA um, Independent. Oh, you did play Tunic. That's yeah, right. I, I played Tunic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
very Zelda like. Uh, awesome music, awesome design, awesome colors. Like awesome mystery out the ass. Very cool. Very so, cool. Something I'll be picking up. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back with uh, our best of show. Basically, our thoughts on what our favorite thing or things were from E3. That'll be our final wrap up before we close out for the podcast this week. So stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly. You're listening to the Inner Gamer. everybody thank you guys for listening to our whole bit of e3 coverage we're going to finish out with our best of show and in the best of show we're going to talk about our favorite game or announcement from e3 so we're going to go around the table here you've heard everything we've talked about we've gone through every press conference we've gone through the show itself so starting with Devin, Devin, what would you call your best of show of e3 2017 and why Best of show for me is going to go to Days Gone. I was very uh, pleased with, um, not only did we get to see another trailer, we also got to see gameplay, and I got to see more about the character who I am now very intrigued to know more about. Um, this is a, a, a game that right up my alley in regards to, you know, you play Last of Us, Uncharted, all those great single-player experiences, and now we have this new guy, don't remember what his name is. <laughs> I was going to ask you. What I don't. Name e- is. I don't either. But um, <laughs> that's not important. Uh, this this has all the makings for me of a great title. Zombie biker dude. Cool environments. You uh, you uh, cool utility about interacting with the uh, environments, and it looks just like it's going to be a ton of fun. So I'm all on board for it. Deacon St. John. Deacon St. John. A drifter and bounty hunter eking out of his existence in the high desert of the Pacific Northwest. And honestly, anytime someone says I can be a bounty hunter, I'm pretty much in. Yeah. If I can be a bounty hunter, done. Too bad it wasn't Star Wars Boba Fett. Look, man, he's in the battlefront, and that's That's going to be who I play all the time. All the time. Did you see some of the gameplay of, of his? Yeah. Damn. Now he has tracking. You can you can see through things. Oh, cool. He could use his wrist rockets and blaster. Look, Boba Fett is just I'm gonna win with Boba Fett is the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that brings me to my best of show then. I would say that Star Wars Battlefront 2 has captivated you? Captivated me, yes. It the first one, as I've talked about, was disappointing. And, you know, I, I literally spoke to every single person I talked to at E3. I asked them, how do you feel about Battlefront 2? Every single person. And they all completely agreed with what we all said at the beginning was that the first one was good, but was very surface level deep in its right. gameplay and stuff like that. So everybody was on board with that. And this one finally feels like they've, listen to everybody and what their thoughts were. I mean, this is dice. They know how to make a good multiplayer experience. They got Criterion, who's working on the single player stuff right. um, and some other components. And then there was another studio too, Motive, I think it was. Motive Studios working on the I single player know. as well. Um, they got three studios working on this game. So it is, <laughs> I know it's crazy, okay. yeah. but it looks so like, just awesome and epic. And I just can't wait to jump in and hopefully it's it's you know, surpasses my expectations. And they announced that every DLC that comes out is going to be free. Perfect. There's no pass. 
It's Perfect. just really? you're gonna get free maps. Oh, free oh shit. that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's all gonna be free. So interesting how cool. developers are learning that lesson. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder so. how many people who bought the original copy didn't buy the the DLC mm. season pass. Oh, I did because it was on sale for like fifteen dollars. Okay, that's pretty good. So I was like, all right, I'll buy this. It's okay. Um, Austin, best of show for you. Well, I gave it away in the last segment, but it is Mario Odyssey. I actually got to play it. I got to experience it. Loads of fun. So many different levels. You know, great visuals, great colors, great gameplay. Uh, it doesn't seem like it'll ever get old. There's side quests within the uh, the 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 level I played. So I can only imagine like beating the level, coming back, doing all these side quests, doing all these things, capturing all this stuff. There's there's a bunch of goals to accomplish, and I think the main goal is like capture all these moon moon pieces or something. For I'm not exactly sure. I didn't play the other one, so I don't know. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody know? Okay. Anyway, I, I'm gonna get it day one, and I know I'm gonna be playing it just like I've been playing Zelda. So heck yeah. Yeah. Um, Nintendo killer. I know. Look what happened to me. <laughs> And also, uh, to wrap up, so obviously Louise isn't on this podcast, but if you want to see his thoughts on the before, the yeah. during, and the after of E3, go to theinnergamer.net slash read. He wrote an entire story series on his experiences at E3 from his perspective, so you can yeah. see his thoughts and feelings on what he thought about E3. Um, Mine's next week. And and Devin's is next week. Yep. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Don't forget to also check out our YouTube page where we will have... Some videos coming out here with Charlie more yes. often. Yes. But his should already be out if it's not, or will be out if it's not yeah. already. And uh, also tune in next week because we will have an, an exclusive interview with Carolina Ravasa, the voice of Sombra from My Overwatch. best friend. Devin's best friend. But Devin's not friends. in the interview. Shut <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. it was super good. But uh, yeah, that wraps up our show this week, guys. Thanks for listening. This is our conclusion of the E3 podcast. If there is something you want to hear us talk about, a person you want to hear us interview, anything of that nature, please email us at hello at theinnergamer.net. If you have any thoughts or suggestions on our E3 coverage, please also email us hello at theinnergamer.net. And as we close out, guys, what are we going to play next week? There's no new games coming out, by There's the way. There's no new games, but now that I have a PC, I'm doing yeah. nothing but PC gaming next nice. week. Nice. Nothing oh, but PC gaming. Hmm. That's what? cool. What can you play with this? Uh, pro- I'm, I'll be honest. I have a I have it in my queue, and uh, Darkest Dungeon I think is what I'm going to dive Dude, into. Dude, we first. should play some Darkest okay. Dungeon, like because that's a, is that a couch co op? I have no idea. If it is, we should play. I don't know, co-op. man. I've just got the freaking thing. So <laughs> I was thinking yes, Overwatch, dark- but I don't know if you're ready for that. Get out of my face with that! Of course, I'm ready. <laughs> it's a little different from uh, Joyce. Fine, too. that's fine. Oh man. Well, Austin, what do you think you're going to play next week? I mean, there's no, I mean, like I said, there's yeah. nothing Oh, ARMS. Play. Yeah, ARMS is just coming arms. out. So yeah, yeah. I, I got ARMS as well. So next podcast, we will be reviewing ARMS in its entirety. So be sure and check that out. That's probably what I'll be playing in addition to... Um, I'm probably going to buy the Battlefield 1 DLC as well and just jump on that premium pass and start playing that. Cool. Yeah. I should probably do that too. That, uh, that yeah. all-female battalion in yeah. Russia, uh, they were called the Battalion of Death. <laughs> In one of the first, oh uh, in one of the first skirmishes uh, they encountered in the actual war, um, no one wanted to go forward on the on the uh, advance into the trenches. Wow! Uh, the men hesitated. The battalion of death took three trenches as they as they charged forward. Damn! Those Dude. were some badass bitches. I would wow. not. I would not. Yeah. I would. Yeah. That's they they, awesome. they went over. They went over the top, screaming like banshees. 
See, don't you? <laughs> I wish, would be terrified. You know, one thing that I wish they would have done Jeez. with this DLC, Dice. If you're listening, take my advice because this is smart. Um, you know how, like, when the game came out, they they released like these mini stories for the single player campaign instead. Each DLC they bring out that has the map should also have a single player short story associated with it. That would be really so cool. So this Russian badass bitches thing <laughs> that you just told us about, the Battalion of Death. Yeah. What if they had a short two hour experience of that group in single single player? Like that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be legit. They should do that. Yeah, that'd be know. awesome. Dice, you're welcome. You don't have to pay, you don't <laughs> you're have welcome, to pay me. Dice, for that idea. Um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening to our show. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more gaming goodness. You can visit TheInnerGamer.net for our latest podcasts, blogs, videos, and social channels such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. Uh, we also have a Patreon setup, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to our cause in order to bring you all the great puns that you want to see and hear. So uh, if you do, head over to TheInnerGamer.net, click Donate. We have some prizes and uh, rewards for those of you who do donate to us. We have some fun stuff. You could come and be on the podcast as a uh, guest uh, uh, guest contributor. You can uh, join us for a session of D&D. Uh, we have some other things in the workings as well. So please head over to TheInnerGamer.net and click the Donate button. With that, I'm Awesome Rouse. I'm Brady Noski. I'm Devin Dree. And you've been listening to The The Inner Gamer! It is going to be much more retarded when we do this live. Welcome back, everybody. You we are. The mic? What? Too late. Hear me. You, just, you messed everything <laughs> he up. Farted on all the mics. You messed everything up. All right. Unleash fart superpower. Gross. Just kidding. South Park. this bloopers you always get him going every time and then you're like why are you doing I that get, i get it started but then i immediately hate it i'm like god why are you doing that Bloopers. You always get him going every time. And then you're like, why are you doing that? I get it started, but then I immediately hate it. I'm like, God, why are you doing that?